Thanks for checking out I Love Lucifer, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review, subscribe, and share with other podcast enthusiasts. And now, I Love Lucifer. The fantasy of their day job turns into a living nightmare when the lines of reality are blurred as two B-movie starlets battle movie monsters by day and real monsters by night. Now, if they could only get along with each other... You bitch! When the cameras stop rolling, the real terror begins. I love Lucifer. Created by Susie Singer Carter and Don Priest. Episode 8, Minions, Hordes, and Legions, Oh My. Directed by Susie Singer Carter. Our story resumes precisely where we left off. The spectacular urban wilderness known as Griffith Park. Last we met, we encountered a rather pretentious man, for lack of a better word, called Typhon. He dons a most curious kit, a trench coat and leather gloves, which one could only presume to be a clumsy attempt to conceal his armoured skin and detract from his disturbing features or lack thereof. You see, the bugger has no eyelids or ears. As you may recall, Typhon has lured an innocent blind woman and her guide dog deep into the woods where he has secured her to a tree and left her screaming in terror whilst he moved a massive boulder to reveal an entrance to a small cave. Hey, shut your pie hole! Deep within the abyss has emerged a beautiful woman, a goddess in the nude bloody hell. Typhon, my darling, you're back. Yeah? Why are you acting so surprised? I told you I'd be back. I know, but it's been a while. What do you guess? Here we go. Never mind, I'll tell you. Oh. 3,000 years. Yeah? And eight days. Uh-huh, yeah. Not a biggie. Great. I was just worried about you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could put the rock back. And slightly hungry. Shut the fuck up! Uh, hungry for you, my brute. Let's fuck! Tempting. Well, it's lucky for you, Echidna. I'm a gentleman. And that I can see your breasts. Yes, my precious. Come, kiss me. Typhon jumps into the little cave, so to speak, and the two ravish each other as only two codependent, abusive spouses can do. Oh, you dirty little demon. Oh, right there. Right. oh that's it. Oh, yes. Again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're an animal. Oh, a nasty name. A disgusting, dastard, a lousy, low-life, pansy-ass, punk-lifting, ballless bitch, no good closer. Oh, 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 yeah! Is that a human I smell? Ah, oh, you're an absolute witch. I can never surprise you. Yeah. 
Leaving the guide dog tied to the tree. Here we go. Typhon drags the blind woman towards Echidna's cave. She smells delicious. And she's blind. Oh, honey, you remembered. Echidna looms out from the cave. Bloody hell. This is no ordinary goddess. Just below her waist is the beginning of a large iridescent muscle that shimmers brilliantly in the light of the sun. The contractor leads to a hideous snake head hissing flicking its forked tongue with great delight. Without warning, the tongue propels straight out of the cave and wraps tightly around the horror-stricken blind woman, whipping her directly into the ogress's hollow. The blind woman strives to struggle free from the sinewy missile, but it loops around her several times, squeezing her tighter and tighter. Oh, she's so healthy too. Careful, doll. Poor thing will die, and then you won't enjoy her. Echidna presses the blind woman to the ground underneath her, then proceeds to bite chunks out of her forearm. Blood spurts like a fountain as the woman writhes and wails miserably. Mm, darling, mm, this was worth the wait. Oh, for fuck's sake. I can assure you that this once alluring, exquisite siren has transformed into something I can only describe as a repugnant shrew. Again, it does seem to be the eventual consequence of most relationships, doesn't it? Mm, what a set of lungs she has! Ooh, I love a good lung. Whoa, take it easy, Jethro. You know how you feel when you eat too fast. Mm. True. Sharesies. I had a late lunch. Echidna rips out a lung from the woman's chest. Eat it! Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Jeez, I gotta turn in a fucking fishwife every meal. Calm the fuck down. Yummy, isn't it? Uh-huh, yeah, great. So, to what do I owe this honor of your return? I mean, where the hell have you been? Well, uh, only if you feel like talking. It's whatevs. Well, I was just released from Tartaros by two demon-hunted bimpos. Oh, we should thank them. Oh, I'm gonna thank them. I can't depend on my minions to do it. Never sent a fucking vampire to do a real demon's job. The minions are back? They're such fun. Not until I destroy the two soul suckers. That's when the fun begins. Hordes of ravenous demons free to attack at once. Oh, I got a hard-on cat couldn't scratch. And we'll gobble up all of humanity! Oh, I'm so excited! Oh, Typhon, I do love you so. And whilst these dastardly demon deeds transpire, our heroines lie in wait in Tanya's flat for the next unexpected monster to materialize. Still wearing their catsuit costumes, Still not speaking. Oh, God. The useless silent treatment. Never understood the purpose, really. But then, like mother, like... Maybe the vampire just didn't get the message. It's been over a week, and I haven't seen any monsters. Have you seen any monsters? 
No. I think we're done. <sighs> yeah. Well, maybe we should get out of these costumes. Oh my god! <sighs> I have to change that ringer. Hello, Ian. What's up? My mood, lass. Hearing your bonny voice. Not to mention, it's Tuesday. I remembered you like Republique, so I'll meet you there at 8. See you later, lovely. I can't, Ian. Ian? Hello? God, he's so arrogant and pushy and just so... Britishy. Come on, he's not Nigel, and he really likes you. If it were me, <laughs> I would totally go out with him. Go ahead. You meet him tonight. Really? Okay, then I will. No, you won't. Right. Mm-hmm. What is the face you're making? Mm. Stop staring at me. Hmm? Stop it, you freak. I mean it. You're so annoying, Holly. Mm. Oh, my God. Fine, fine, fine. I'll go out with him once if you'll stop making those stupid faces. Yay. But you're coming with me. What? No, that's not a date. Exactly. You're always saying how you want to hang out with me, and now I'm actually asking you, but if you don't want to, that's cool. No, of course I'll go out with you on your date with him. I mean, the platonic hangout. Whatever it is, I'm so excited. Oh, get off me. <gasps> what are we wearing? Come on, let go. Sorry, T, come on. T, we got to get out of these costumes. It's Tanya. Do not call me T, okay? Copy that. What is wrong with you? You should totally wear this tea. One, stop with the tea. And B, get out of my closet. Come on, out. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, this. You look amazing in this color. Nope, scratch that. I'm going to scratch your eyes out if you don't stop touching my clothes. Hold on. This still has a tag on it. Stop it. What are you doing? I was taking that back. Let me see. <gasps> it's perfect. Oh my god, what have I done? Perfect. Why are you punishing me? What's happened to my life? As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. 
Alas, Tanya and her effusive, high-spirited and sparkling companion, Holly, drive to the very trendy caf, Republique. Both timeless and unique. Did you know that the building that houses Republique was built in 1928 by Charlie Chaplin? Ah, rich with history and sublime cuisine, Republique is an absolute gem of an eatery in the heart of Hollywood. Good God, that was brilliant! Are you kidding me? Look, look, look at that line. What are they all waiting for? Huh? I don't wait in line. Mm-mm. I don't wait in lines. This is a giant sign saying, big mistake. Huge. Go home. No, it's not. It's saying Tanya should go park the car while Holly goes in and talks to her friend who manages the place. Holly flashes my daughter a most adorable grin. Ew. That's not cute. That's annoying. (sighs) Dumbass. Hi. Great. Little Susie Sunshine, grass is half full, idiot. Shut up. Ah, yes. Well, patience is obviously not one of my daughter's virtues. But off she goes, begrudgingly in search of a favorable location to park. The worst parking. Stupid city. Shut your face! Seriously?! F you too. God, come on. Oh my God, thank you. Ugh. Great. The streetlights aren't working. Why are we even paying taxes, goddammit? Perhaps my darling girl should have paid for valet service. With each step, the quiet and tenebrosity appear to intensify. Tanya hastens her pace. An indeterminable sound breaks the silence. What? Tanya freezes and looks around. The dark street appears to be empty. But then, another sound, as if someone or something is moving. Hello. Tanya edges away, her eyes darting fearfully, but the noise comes closer and closer until it is right in front of her. What the F? She turns and dashes the other way. As she nears the corner, she doesn't know which way to go, ahead or back. Tanya makes a choice. She races around the corner and runs past a large building. She pauses to look behind her. She sees nothing. She hears nothing, aside from her own breath, that she attempts to catch. Composed, Tanya inhales deeply and resumes walking. What the F? This has got to stop. I can't even walk down a block without freaking out. Get it together, Tanya. Just get it together. (sighs) Ah! Jesus Christ! 
a kitty? An effing fluffy kitty? Oh my God. Could I get more cliche? Could it? Come here. Kitty. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Come here. Where do you belong? Tanya pats the fluffy kitty on the head. But as soon as she touches it, her sight goes black. In her mind's eye, she is atop a mountain where a large winged goat with massive horns hisses demonically. Tanya jumps back, away from the fluffy feline, and the vision ends. Or did it? You just saw the real me, didn't you? Wait, wait, what? I don't know what you're talking about. You're just an ordinary fluffy kitty. Cut it. You're obviously a demon hunter. And I'm obviously a demon. Oh, come on. Now? I have a date. Not a date date, but close enough. Hello? These are new shoes. Cute fluffy kitty. And the fluffy kitty rises onto its hind legs and transforms into a heavily muscled man with the horned head of a goat. Fortunately, the goat-headed man remains the size of a kitty on its hind legs, barely a foot tall. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Is that supposed to scare me, kitty? You're gonna need a bigger goat. <laughs> and as if to oblige Tanya, the goat man rapidly grows in size until it reaches a height twice as tall as Tanya, whose heavy heart sinks. Me and my big effing mouth. Back in the calf, Holly and Ian begin to grow anxious. Holly attempts to ring Tanya. It's me. I'm calling from Ian's phone because, yeah, I can't find mine. Anyway, where are you? It's been like 20 minutes and we're getting a little worried. Call Ian's phone when you get this. He looks so hot. Hurry up. We return to the dark streets to find Tanya in the middle of the most amazing and exciting fight ever to feature an expanding goat man who at this very moment swings his wide horns out in front and then dips his head before charging straight towards my daughter. Jump, darling, jump! Oh no, Tanya's fighting powers are markedly weaker without Polly by her side and it looks as though she's about to be trounced. Oh Christ! Tanya leaps into the air and lands on someone's lawn. She grabs a pink flamingo and desperately runs up the trunk of a tree and then leaps off the tree, landing directly in front of the goat man and stabs him through the chest with the pink flamingo. Well done, darling. As the goat man thrashes, Tanya dives at him and proceeds to snog the old goat on the snout until he crumbles into the dirt with a great A roar that dwindles into a plate of... Utterly exhausted, my daughter collapses to the ground.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Tanya is now safely at home in her flat, but still a mess physically and emotionally from the battle. She sits, stroking Lucy, seething with anger as Holly bursts through the door. Tanya? Oh my God, there you are. We've been worried sick. We looked all over for you. We called you and you didn't pick up. Really? Here's your phone. You left it in the seat of the car. Oh my God. What happened? You tell me. What? You parked the car. Five minutes. We'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine and I'll get attacked by a demon. What are you actually saying? I'm going to the bathroom. She's here. No, no, no. She just wasn't feeling great. Mm-hmm. I will. No, no, I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. Tanya, please tell me what happened. Like you don't already know. No, I don't. No, I don't. You really are a bad actress. Where you going? We're not through. I am. I'm not. Oh dear. Can it be my little sausage is actually gutted? It is, after all, the first time Holly has ever shown Tanya any real backbone. Tanya glances out the window and sees Holly walking down the street. Left your phone again? Yeah, you did. Who's texting? Ah, Ian. That's nice. Starbucks in 15? Bitch. Ah, yes. There is Holly and Ian sitting at a very small table in the corner of a neighborhood Starbucks. Look. All this time I really thought she was just playing how to get, but now I know she's not playing. As Tanya might say, we're just two shits that pass in the night. Well, I really think she likes... You left your cell phone again. You might want to take better care of things that are more important to you. Just a thought. What are you on about, Tanya? You stood me up. I just asked Holly to meet with me. I wasn't talking to you, Ian. Well, that's that, isn't it? Ian. Never mind, Holly. It looks like our coffee just turned into the dog's dinner. Oh, sod it. I'm afraid it's time I move on. A rather knackered-looking Holly hesitates at the door of Tanya's flat. <sighs> okay. She 
opens the door to find Tanya throwing Holly's belongings into a bin bag. Tanya, what are you doing? Moving you out. I've always had a bad feeling about you, always. It was only a matter of time until you showed your true colors. What are you talking about? Drop the act, okay? My life was perfect until you were cast in that movie with me. Since then, it's been a real-life nightmare. Stop. You tried to home in on Ian and home in on Nigel in my own home. That's not true. Shut your face. How about the demon card at the tower card reading? Or the times you should have smelled evil but couldn't because you were too busy sneezing? Or the fact that you knew all about a super demon named Tartasaurus? And wait for it, you're a scream queen who can't really scream? (sighs) That fanboy twig said someone close to me was a traitor and I think it's you. You pushed me to go on that date and surprise, 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 I get attacked by a demon. Coincidence? I don't think so. Demon. Stop it. I'm not a demon. That is just stupid. I've done nothing but try to be your friend. And you've done nothing but be a mean, selfish, jealous, insecure, reality show watching bee. I don't watch reality shows, demon. And for the record, it's not home in. It's hone. H-O-N-E. Which I didn't do tonight. Yeah, you're right. You didn't hone in. That would mean to make something sharp. Something you're not. But you definitely honed in. Which means to target. As in, my father. Who cares? Nobody uses home. Then nobody gets it right. You're always correcting me. And now you got it wrong. (laughs) So much for your perfect grammar, demon. Stop calling me a... Who are you? What are you? Where did you come from, huh? Where? I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil. Evil. (laughs) Did you just... You did not. Oh, yes, she did, my sausage. You son of a bitch. And with surprising (laughs) velocity and accuracy. It seems as though the once demure Holly has been pushed beyond her limits. And so, the ultimate demon hunter on demon hunter girl battle begins. All their mutual anger, suspicion, and frustration come spewing out as they use their powers of supernatural strength, speed, and martial arts against one another. But neither can seem to get the upper hand, and so the wily and dexterous Tanya resorts to an all-time, and I must say, one of my favorite classic moves, the dress tear. Leaving Holly in only her white lace bra and panties. Oh my god! Rip it! What is wrong with you? I mean, oh no! The epic struggle moves swiftly and violently from room to room until they burst through the bathroom door where, almost as if, Willed by the gods, Holly propels Tanya, as I predicted in episode one, into the shower and pins her against the tiled wall. A fusillade of water from the shower head, quite unintentionally, is released and cascades down upon them both. Powerful, dripping, supercharged musculature strains under sodden and now very opaque fabric. I should obviate my gaze, but no, I am a professional, 
And so it is my duty to stand fast and inform you of the hideous fracture of the demon hunter bond we are all witness to. A fracture that could mean the end of Tanya and Holly and, God forbid, the world as we know it. Hey, thanks for listening to I Love Lucifer, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review, subscribe, and share with others who might fall in love with I Love Lucifer, too.